Hi, welcome back to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me have a conversation with Natalie Barbu on influencer marketing, our experiences in this industry, how we stay up to date with influencer marketing, and so much more. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I answer the question of, how do I balance social life and work life as a content creator and a social media coordinator? I answer whether I have trouble living in the moment because of constant pressure to create content, stories in college where I struggled with this, and more valuable reminders that I think you'd enjoy. Not too long ago, I asked the question, what are some topic suggestions and series recommendations that you have for me on my podcast? And a couple of you submitted something about balance, and I thought this would be a really good episode to talk about, especially in the social media series, just really answering the question, how do I balance social life and work life? Oftentimes, I think I overlook um, the fact that I'm a New Yorker here who is a normal person who lives life and also has a job in social media. And that goes for, you know, the company I work for and also my own personal brand. And I guess in my eyes, it's just like, this is normal, you know, Um, I don't really think much into it. This is my schedule. This is how I operate. But others are constantly asking me, like, how do you find time to do this? How do you maintain this balance? How are you sane from doing everything that you do? And they'll even list out all the things that I do, which is, you know, my blog, my podcast, my full-time job as a social media coordinator, my own brand, YouTube, social life on top of all of that I think you know once I like say everything out loud it's just kind of like wow I actually question how I'm balancing it all myself (laughs) to be honest I mean as a digital content creator and social media strategist and coordinator I've had to work on finding balance with my social and work life I thought today I would share some tips on finding balance when you have a job that requires you to be online at all times. And the first one is to prioritize. I'm guilty of losing sight of my priorities while trying to find the balance. Over the years, you know, I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but everything leading up to where I am now has been a big experiment. I've experimented with growing social, I've experimented with trying this content, experimented with vlogging, and basically just seeing what works and what makes me feel comfortable and always just challenging myself to see what else I like because I'm constantly surprising my own myself with what I do like and, you know, what I want to pursue next, if there is a next, and if not, then that's also okay too. But because this is all an experimental thing for me, um, I'm not saying I'm an expert when it comes to social media because of the experience that I've gained over the years is what I guess 
puts my um, tips and advice and those things in a better light. So yeah, like I said, I am someone who has experienced a lot of strain on relationships and friendships over the years because I don't always have that balance. You know, I'm not perfect and I was easily caught up in everything that I was doing, you know? And so this actually reminds me of a story back in college. And I always relate a lot of my stories to college because I feel like those years of my life were not only the most where I've grown, but also in the sense that I've dealt with a lot that kind of shapes me into the thinking that I have now. It's because of that I am able to really take a step back and process all of that and just really um, understand it in a different perspective than I did at the time. So in college, I remember that it was really bad to the point where I clearly remember a trip I had taken with my family. So we were heading to Texas and the majority of my time on that trip, I was consumed with making a travel vlog and asking my sister to take outfit photos for me every day. I would carry my DSLR camera with me to all the places that we traveled to. And basically it was consistently me working day and night on my blog instead of spending quality time with my family. That actually makes me so sad looking back at it because I can pinpoint certain moments when we were together, all together as a family, uh, even in the car, and I would just ask everyone to please be quiet as I filmed. And, oh man. Or times where we had just arrived back to the hotel we were staying at and the sun was about to go down and I would be like, hey, Rebecca, who's my sister, please, can you take a photo for me in front of the hotel or somewhere cool in the hotel? And and if things didn't look right, I would get upset. And, oh, man, I just don't understand. Like the, I don't know how I was like that, to be honest. I was very consumed with content creating. And it wasn't always just the fact that like I had to show everyone I was having a good time it wasn't really for anyone else but more for me and I think I'm going to go more into that later on in this episode but that's just kind of where my head was at this consumption um, of having to create this content for myself and yeah I realized that after the trip I really had to take a step back to really ask myself what and who my priorities were. It's hard to put things aside when you're on a roll. I think at that time I really was on a roll, especially with content. I was traveling, I was, you know, doing great with schoolwork and blogging and life seemed really good, I guess for me at that time. And so I considered myself on a roll and God forbid, you know, if I'm if I'm traveling, I better take good content too to keep that up because I'm me and I have to be doing everything and that's 
not the way you should go about doing things, but that's where I was. And maybe at that time, if I was questioning it, I was probably wondering, like, why give up something you found that makes you consistently happy? Why do that? But happiness to what extreme is maybe something that I'm picking at right now is I may have been happy with all that, but I also put my family aside um, for a lot of it. Not, Not for all of it, but for a lot of it, I realized that that's not okay because my family is the most important part of my life and they mean everything to me. And so that actually makes me really sad that I even had the nerve to do something like that back in college. And it wasn't like it was like 10 years ago. It was like a couple of years ago. I even like spoke with them recently about, you know, how how much I really have changed in that sense with that because now I go home to see them. And when I do, since I live in New York and they live in North Carolina and they're just like all spread out because my brother's in college now and my sister's in medical school and my family just moved. And so whenever I do go home, it's like a chance for me to really catch up with them and see them and spend every bit of my time with them because that time is so valuable. And I adore my family. We are just so close and we just talk about everything. Oh man, I miss them. The next trip we have planned or whenever we are going somewhere, I remember this. It's not even the fact that I remember it and I have to like, oh, I can't do that again. You know, it doesn't happen anymore because of my mindset and because of my thinking. And I really just value quality time with people in real life. Prioritizing is a tip for finding that balance, and it might even take you to experience strains in your relationships and friendships to know what your priorities are. And it sucks saying that, but experience is the best way you learn. My second tip is remind yourself of the why. This is why you started, what you do, and clearing that up has made it easier for me to continue separating social and work life. I'm someone who needs constant reminding. I hate it, but I love it. Because without reminders and support from people, again, I get so consumed with the thoughts in my head pulling me in all different directions. I know I'll go through periods where I feel down with what's going on in life or down about where I'm at. And in those times, I feel the sort of weight. It's like a heavy weight on me with like what's going on and how much pressure and things I'm putting on myself in those moments. And so I found that reminders have helped me get through the times with the simple ease of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's important to distinguish that. Reminders that I try to, you know, keep in mind are these notes I keep saved on my phone. Reminders that I try to keep in mind are not only things I write out or things I stumble across, but also reminders with the group messages I have with my family. Like I said, we're very close. So we have this group texting and it's green. 
only because my mom has a Samsung device. It just ruins everything. We like joke about it so much, but it actually bothers me because everyone in my family has an iPhone except my mom and it would be blue if she had an iPhone and I tell her consistently every other time I'm on the phone with her, but it's okay because she she likes her Samsung for now. Anyway, back to the group messaging. It's green and we send each other things, you know, that's going on in our life, prayer requests that we have and just like catching up with with each other because we all live busy lives. We all have things going on. We all know that. So none of us take it personally if we don't really talk. But the thing is, it's not that we don't talk because we do. We always find some sort of way to talk to each other, even if it's really short, just to see how everyone's doing. And it's really fun being able to text my family. And we'll send each other reminders with like Bible verses that we've read from devotionals that morning or just something that maybe we're going through that someone else could relate and just gain from. And I love doing that. The next tip is take time for yourself. So I find the most clarification when I put everything aside in my life to really focus on me. I mean, think about it this way. When you take out distractions, you're left with a thing you need to focus on because there's no other choice but to do that. For instance, I'll go on runs because for starters, it's therapeutic and it makes me feel 10 times better afterwards. And also because it helps me de-stress. I don't know why that is, but I've found, especially in college, because that's when I was seriously stressed all the time, and it's not that I was in denial, but I also wasn't really doing anything about it, and just stress would keep piling up, and so I would just keep running, and running was really my solution to that, and I still love it here, especially running in the city is so great, because not only are you just well, running, but you're running with the view. And I love running by the water because it is so nice to see the beautiful skyline and just remind yourself that you're, I don't know, living in a place like New York City. Enough rambling, back to running. Running helps me really um, focus on myself. And it's like taking a step back when literally you're actually, all you're doing is stepping forward at a fast pace. Running is the time that I take for myself. And another thing that I do to really take time for myself is, again, putting the distractions aside. And a big distraction for me is social media. So I thought it was fitting to fit this tip in there because here I am answering where I find and how I find the balance between social life and work life. And I will try to get off social for a while and ask the question, what would I be doing if there was no social media? Because that's what it comes down to. Think about it. Would you still be complacent without social media? Would you still be happy? Would you feel like you could do more with your life if it wasn't for social media? I 
feel like I ask myself these questions mentally a lot in my head, not out loud, but like, what would I be doing? I promise I'm not bashing social media because that's where my career stems from and another reason why I've been able to do what I do. So I hope you're not taking this in a negative light. (laughs) I like to challenge the thought of what social media can really provide, you know? Truth be told, I would probably be an author if there was no social media. I think that is definitely something I'm still passionate about and that just reminds me, I actually haven't been reading as much as I should just because I've just had a lot going on in my head and in real life. So I do want to get back to reading. If you guys actually have any book recommendations that you think would be fit for me, I would love to hear them. I know I just rambled off onto another subject here, but I want to put that in there because I love reading and I need to pick up more books and do that. So maybe that will be included in the take time for myself. Read, 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 read. Like I said, I would probably be an author and I'd be okay with that, honestly. At first I was going to say maybe I'll be just like a photographer or something because I love being creative with content, but then I don't know. It's like, do I like writing more than I like photos? Maybe I just like being in the photos. (laughs) That's probably what it is. So yeah, I would be an author. I mean, can you imagine a future without social media? I honestly can't. I even like wonder now with school if textbooks exist. I remember carrying the big bulky textbooks in my backpack. It was like a science book, um, social studies, math, other subjects that I'm forgetting, but I remember carrying those big books and opening up and seeing who had it before me in the previous years and be like, oh, I know that name. Wow, that was a long time ago. But I wonder if like now it's not textbooks, but like iPads. And it's like, turn to page 25 on the iPad or something if the teacher says that. I don't know. I'm just like trying to think of the future generations where technology is going and how everything's just so digitalized. It's crazy. Anyway, these are my tips on finding balance, especially when you have a job that requires you to be online. And I'm sure I'll be diving more into these tips like in the future topics with balance because I feel like balance is such a big, broad thing that I can tie into not just social media and life, but like other things. So I'm sure I'll be revisiting this topic. There was a question that someone submitted to me on my Instagram stories when I did a question poll. I also really like it when you guys do that because it's so helpful to read and gives me another perspective on things that I was like, I wasn't thinking about. So I love when you guys submit responses. It's seriously the best. But someone asked me this and I think the moment I read it, I literally paused and I was like, whoa, because I haven't thought about this question in a while or not even a while. Like it hasn't really entered my mindset and I will get to it. I promise. I'm sure you guys are like, what is it? What's the question? The question is, 
Do you ever have trouble living in the moment because of constant pressure to create content? Wow, I don't know anymore. I had a toxic mentality where I pushed myself to the limit with content I needed to put out. Whenever I was traveling, I felt some sort of pressure. And not from others particularly, but mainly for myself. I know I mentioned that in the beginning of this episode, but it's weird how how that works because most people would think that you have to post this thing and you have to do all these things to show everyone else and prove to everyone else that you're having a good time at events or parties or you're living the best life and to me it wasn't really so much of me showing everyone I'm living my best life but it was almost to prove to myself that I was worthy enough of the talents that I had and it's twisted a bit it's a little twisted but it took me some time to really understand where that pressure was coming from because This actually reminds me that in my family, like growing up, my family never put pressure on me to be someone. It wasn't like, you need to be this, like you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, you need to have this sort of job and this sort of career. And there was no pressure from my family in any way. So it's not like I can say, oh, growing up, growing up, I dealt with this. And because of that, I am now you know, in this mindset. My mom actually like talked to me about this. And I remember having a conversation with her one night where she was like, Grace, you know, we don't put pressure on you to do anything. Like we just want you to be happy. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And it was because I was dealing with a lot and I was feeling overwhelmed. And at that time I was blogging full time and just really, I don't know where my head was at at that time, to be honest. I was definitely feeling pressure and she was telling me that we really don't put pressure on you so please like whatever it is that you're feeling and know that this isn't because this isn't from us and what can we do to help and it's honestly me versus me and they say you are your worst critic your worst enemy and it's so true because I'm constantly critiquing myself and criticizing myself and pinpointing the bad things that I'm doing instead of focusing on the good things, which you should have a balance of both, again with the word balance. It was me constantly putting pressure on myself to prove to myself. And so it's taken me a lot of time to really understand why that is. And I'm still, you know, not fully there with understanding it, but I was able to do that because I really focused on my own path and my own journey and not letting anything else around me pull me away from that path. Now, like I said, I've gotten so much better with living in the moment rather than taking photos to capture the moment. I still do, don't get me wrong, because it's also a good thing to document the memories and have them. I feel like everyone's like, okay, you've got to live in the moment so they don't take photos of anything at all and they're like I'm living in the moment but you can still live in the moment and still document it it's a matter of separating the two and I do this a lot with events here in New York is that I will go to the events and it's always dependent on the event but if I'm going with someone I will enjoy my time with that person but I will also 
capture the content. Mainly, I'll do it in the beginning. Like when I get there, I'll capture the content needed for the event, and then I'll put it away to actually enjoy the event, meet the people who invited me, meet new people, and enjoy the company that I came with because that's what it should be. And I say this because I also see it at events where I see a lot of phones being whipped out and that's it. And then they'll just go away in a corner and just Instagram story away. And it's like, I would love to meet the people who have invited me to this and put names to faces. So I think that's really important. And you should always do that with the person or people you're with. That's something I don't ever want to discard, the company in those moments. Because as much as you can revisit the places you go to, you can't always recreate the moments you have with the same people at the same time in the same moments, you know? And so that's really valuable, especially for me, is that that's what I want to remember. And I will still take photos, maybe with the people, and just just to have, because it's always good to have that. So I think the pressure I place on myself has played a huge role in my journey. I'm the type of person who gets so caught up with what I'm doing that I feel like I'm not necessarily living in the moment. And here's something living in the moment. I had to pause a little bit because there's been sirens going off like crazy. It's actually midnight and they just stopped. Okay. I'm probably not going to cut that out here. Where was I? Um, actually, I have something I do want to say about me feeling pressure in my past. And it's that looking back, I know the pressure I've placed on myself has played a huge role in my journey. I was very much the person who was really caught up with what I was doing and I felt like I wasn't necessarily living in the moments. I mean, even looking back to like the trip in Texas that I went on with my family and I'm sure there's more trips like that, not just with family, but maybe even with friends where I had, I wasn't constantly like whipping my phone out, whipping a camera out and that sort of thing, but it was more like me talking about it because also what you talk about is what you think about. And so it was a lot of that. And wow, these sirens are crazy. (laughs) There must be something going on. There's always something going on in the city. What am I saying? I'm just thinking right now and I'm still kind of like that. I'm not saying like, wow, I'm a new changed person and I don't put pressure on myself anymore and I'm always in the moment and it's not like that. I still fall back with this pressure. I don't think that fully goes away, but it's more of like overcoming it, like taking it on and understanding it and knowing where it comes from. And the only way you do that is that is if you actually acknowledge it. That's step one, (laughs) acknowledging it. I say this because Even now, like this week too, I'm focusing on what's ahead, what's next, instead of right now, the present. I mean, does anyone else feel that way too? Is that just me? Because I feel like, you know, my mind is like, 
what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do this weekend? What am I going to do next week? What about next month? What about 2020? It's coming up. It actually is coming up though, because fall and winter flies. But does anyone else feel like they're just so ahead in their head that they're like, well, what about right now? What am I doing right now? You know? Enough of me rambling. I think this is what happens to me when you're recording at midnight because my head is just everywhere right now and I feel like I could just ramble and there would be a podcast episode dedicated to my ramblings and I wonder if people would actually listen to it. Seriously. Let me know if you would. (laughs) Anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, There's a quote I found a while back that I saved on my phone and I save a ton of quotes I stumble across on my phone. It's weird, but most of my thinking is actually done on commutes. I'm always commuting. Um, Keep in mind that I live in New York City, so I'm commuting on a subway to work. I walk to the subway to get to work in the mornings, and then I have to walk out of the subway, and either I'll walk to where I work, or I will take a shuttle bus because it's kind of um, not, it's not close to the subway. So I have to take that or otherwise I'll walk if it's a nice day. But again, my thinking is done on commutes and the subways always spark some sort of random thought in my head. I don't know what it is, but it's either me just standing or sitting there or in just kind of seeing everyone either sleeping on their phones, playing games, talking, listening to music, like it just always sparks some sort of thought and if anyone were to ever come across me on the subway I'm on my phone either typing up my thoughts in my notes so I don't forget them jotting down ideas for a podcast episode or a blog post or just something I want to work on or just editing photos I just like rotate from those so Like I said, if you were to ever see me on a subway in New York City, and if you do, please say hi, because that's the coolest thing ever, and just know that I will be on my phone. (laughs) Anyway, so this is the quote. The world will see you how you see you and treat you the way you treat yourself. I'm going to say that again. The world will see you how you see you and treat you the way you treat yourself. So ultimately, how do you see yourself? I mean, on the topic of balancing work life and social life and living in the moment, I see myself as a person who is passionate about too many things. I'm invested in using my skills, adding in new ones, and at the same time, challenging myself to not only focus on myself, but also those around me too. But also, how do I treat myself? Do I give myself breaks? Funny I say that, because today was actually a prime example of why breaks are needed. And I say breaks as in like a sense of getting sleep and just recharging your body. Today really reminded me that we are human, I am human, and as much as I want to do everything, I can't. 
I physically can't. My body today was just so drained and sleep deprived that even though my mind was running, my body was moving so much slower. And because of that, it was affecting my mind and my focus. And I just really couldn't focus today at work. I was having a hard time really thinking through thoughts. And I canceled my event plans after work today to come home and sleep at like 5.30. And so I did. And I woke up at like 9.30. And it was like... First of all, I woke up because it was dark outside because now it's like fall and so it gets dark quicker and I woke up panicking, thinking it was like 6 a.m. because I was like, oh no, did I sleep for like 10 plus hours right now? But no, it was only 9.30 and so that's why I'm actually up at midnight right now recording this podcast. But after I finish this, I am actually going to head to bed because I still have to wake up at 6 a.m today. So in six hours, I have to wake up. But what I was getting at was I felt so much better after waking up because my body was thanking me from all this sleep deprivation. And so I'm really glad I decided to do that. Even though a part of me in coming home was like, I get to record and work on my podcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, skip the event so I could come do that. But then I was like, no, turn off your phone and go to bed. And that is exactly what I did. So that's my story on, you know, like a reminder that our bodies really need to be recharged. Just like phones, we need to recharge our bodies. We think we can do everything, but in reality, we can't. We can't do everything. Even though you can do anything, but you can't do everything. I really like that quote too. And another thought I had that ties into balance is this. Why is being a work in progress seen in a bad light? This also came to mind because why do we focus on the masterpiece being the most beautiful result and forego the in-between of getting there? It's like the progress doesn't matter until you see the result. But the progress is just as beautiful, if not more, because it creates the transformation of what's to come. Without progress, you have no results. You're allowed to be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. It's definitely possible. And this just reminded me of this meme I saw of an avocado where it's like five avocados lined up beside each other and the first three are not ripe yet. And the fourth one is ripe and the fifth one is too late. Like these are the words that are underneath the avocados. And so this kind of made me think like, why do we look at that fourth avocado and then disregard the not ripe yet seasons? It's because of those three not ripe yets, we were able to get to the ripe one. And even though I'm talking in avocado lingo here, I really hope you can see the connection with life that I'm trying to make. And this also just made me really want avocados right now. Oh, I really do want some. Anyway, with all that being said, just kind of want to bring everything together. Nice, neat little bow with balance and just end on this kind of note. 
I wrote this out in my notes, and it reads, When you have a lot on your plate, there are these subtle moments where you can feel the stress creeping up on you. It's not there yet, but the thought starts to form. The first step is not to think about everything that's on your plate. Don't do that. Instead, the trick to not worry about everything on your plate is to not think you have everything on your plate. So maybe you're dealing with the same thing of finding that balance in work life and social life. Maybe there's times where you feel like you don't know how to disconnect and you've lost sight of where you're heading because of what you see on social media or whatever the case may be. I actually want to take some time to put in some music and if you've listened to the other episodes in this series, then you know that this time I like to pause and put in an intermission period where I want you to, wherever you are listening to this, maybe open your email and draft up something, type something up and send to my email at gracefullymadeblog at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram basically answering this question of what's something that helps you stay balanced and was this episode helpful in any way and if you have any other tips maybe for balance social life and work life or just any sort of feedback would be amazing and I would love to read those and just engage and interact with you as a listener so I'll put that music in now and give you a couple seconds. And when the music is over, I would love for you to send it to me so I can read. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series where I have a conversation with a good friend of mine, Summer Lee, who is the director of growth at Catalog. She's also a content creator based in LA, and we talk about influencer marketing from a brand standpoint, her role at Catalog, her journey into where she's at, how we met, and more. She has so many good tips for anyone in the space or wanting to get into the space. Thanks for tuning in.